If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Now, today we've got Alicia Evans back. Alicia has been on before. She was called the animal healer, and that was when she was particularly working with dogs. And since then, she's been working a lot with horses. We've had her on a couple of times, and today we're going to talk about ways to connect with the essence of our horse to make our lives easier, the horses and our lives easier. How are you today, Alicia? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Uh, looking forward to talking to you. I know that people love their horses, they take great care of them, they do their best to listen to them. But sometimes we gain the knowledge and the experience and we forget that childlike innocence that we've had for our horses and we get more of a mature relationship, I suppose. You know, we start thinking about competitions and what we're going to achieve and everything else. But I know that in this session you want to talk about, and, and you know, you've got to keep thinking, why are we involved with horses? Why did we get to feel in love with horses? And how do we connect with horses in the first place? And so I think, um, you know, if you think about and horses being our initial passion, We've got to keep remembering about the magic residing in our own hearts with our horses, and I think Alicia's going to help us with that today. Is that right, Alicia? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. am. <laughs> now, I know, Alicia, you've got a gift for us at the end. That's a, the Just Breathe technique for equestrians, but we'll talk about that a bit later. But tell me, I, and I know you started off with dogs, and that's why you became the animal healer, like H-E-E-L-E-R, but how did you come working with horses? So horses have always been in my life um, since I was little, and I started to reconnect with them actually in my early 20s. So it was probably about 25, 28 years ago yep. through um, a practice of internal martial arts called Qigong. And I was a fitness trainer at the time, and one of my clients introduced me to Qigong. And as I would do these, self-healing practices every day, you know, it was obviously I was very attuned to my dog, but horses just literally started showing up in my life. And the reconnection with them, I remember as a little, little kid when my parents took me, you know, in the Bronx to, to ride on a pony. And I'll never forget because next to the ponies were bigger horses. And the first time I heard the hoofbeats, it's like something just came alive in me. And I was like, how do you have a horse in the Bronx in a two-bedroom <laughs> apartment? You know? yeah, yeah. So, so many years later when I was practicing Qigong, um, it has this beautiful way of, of synergizing like the mind and the instincts and also the heart. And so horses came in very strongly. And I reconnected with them um, in, in uh, a place called Westchester, New York. And I actually started... Um, I had put together an autistic program for autistic kids with the horses. 
and it, it wasn't necessarily writing at that time, um, but it just totally brought back my love and synergy for horse. Yes. So dogs are, you know, who who I was working with on an everyday basis because I developed a harness and leash training system to help dogs heal, and hence the name Animal Healer. But from that time of reconnecting with horses, I also dove into animal communication and I dove into energy healing. So, you know, healer became a little bit of a metaphor with the horses because even though I was talking, teaching the dogs to heal, um, I had started working with the horses again and working with their humans. And I started noticing, wow, you know, not only can you help the human and a dog, like not only can you heal both ends of the, the leash, but you can also help heal both ends of the, the reins. Mm-hmm. And so... I've been working with horses for the last 25 years and have had my own horse for the last 18. Yeah, and and you had that initial passion right from the start. Oh, you know, it's a funny thing because, like, when people talk about passion, sometimes you think about it and you're like, oh, they had to, you know, develop that passion. And I think really when something is truly, truly passion, it actually overtakes you. You know, it mm. overtakes, it's like you don't have a thought about what your true passion is. You just have a knowingness in your heart that it's like, this is what I'm connected to that makes me come alive. So thinking about, you know, the relationship that we've got with horses, what was the first thing, you know, when you first, think about what you first remember about a horse that helped you understand. What, you know, was there a moment, was it sort of just building on you? Do you remember that first time? You know, I don't remember it from an intellectual standpoint, yep. but I really remember the feeling of what hoof beats felt like in okay. my heart. Yep. Like it just it felt like my hair was on fire, my body was on fire, but not in a bad way. You know what I mean? Like I just, it, it was such a... a a feeling of aliveness is almost like every cell receptor in my body said, what is that? Because whatever that is, I am completely connected to mm-hmm. that. So I didn't, I didn't have like an intellectual concept of horse. Cause I think I probably first was around horses somewhere between like two and three years old. Yep, yep. Um, but I, but I never forgot that feeling because it was, it was like, it's beyond anything that I could actually explain or intellectualize about the why or the how. Mm-hmm. It just was a knowingness that I am connected with that and whatever that is, which was horse. Okay. It was like somehow I have to find a way to, to be in relationship with that being. Yeah. So you heard the hoof beats and you, you know, you're thinking about the hoof beats and your heart beating, but how did you actually come to be hearing horses? So what I came to understand after Mm -hmm. I started my Qigong practice and I um, took a couple of animal communication courses is that I always heard animals, but in my household, you know, it it was like, well, it's the dog. And the way that I was taught about horses was that, hey, it's a big, dumb animal. You have to be careful because they're going to try to hurt you. Yep. So. So that was the intellectualized version of like, oh, okay, I have to now, you know, first there was a passion, right? And then it's Mm -hmm. like, now I have to protect myself from horse. 
And it, it was, so I always felt like deep down inside of me, I heard the animals, but it just wasn't something that was acceptable or normal in my household. Mm-hmm. So when my Qigong practice really kicked in and it started stripping away a lot of the protective mechanisms and a lot of the way, like I think through intellect instead of feeling through gut, mm-hmm. that's when it really started. I mean, it just, it just started opening back up to instinctively being able to feel horse and also, you know, as I, as I took the animal communication courses, it was like, oh my God, I can hear you guys. And it's, it's like, you know, I remember telling my father after I took the animal communication course and he's like, you know, I'm, and he was really serious. He's like, I really don't think you should tell anybody this. And I was like, you don't think I should tell anybody this? Oh my God, how will the world change if we actually understand that they are sentient beings, that they can communicate? You know, it's like, so instead of doing things at them or approaching them from our human intellectual mind, it was like, oh my God, how much can we learn from them mm. about our own behaviors, about our own ways of being that could shift? Like, you know, maybe humans aren't the most intelligent animal on the planet. You know, we think we know everything, but it's like, okay, tell me one human that could really go out there and survive in the wild, mm. right? Where, wow, that's a big intelligence that animals have, okay. you know? So it, it was um, it was really like after my Qigong practice had started for a couple of years and I yeah. went to take an animal communication workshop in Hawaii that it it really clicked that it was like, oh my God, I've been doing this all my life, but I had to hide it. Because it wasn't acceptable, you know, in my family and it wasn't acceptable in society. So yes, I think it's yes. something I've always had. But I just, you know, it's it's like you can lock a, you know, you can lock a door for a long time and then all of a sudden you receive a key. And that key opens something and you go, wow, oh my God, okay, this isn't something that I just learned. Like I always knew this, mm. but it wasn't safe to know. Yeah, so. yes. So is that what led you then to connecting with the essence of horses? You know, it was something, I I just had started experimenting. So the barn that I was at where um, we started the autistic program, the the program with the autistic kids and the horses and connecting them, there would be moments when, or, you know, I'd take like a half an hour or an hour and I would just go into the arena or I would just go into the pasture And I would start practicing Qigong. Mm -hmm. So Qigong is a very simple movement that it's kind of like stretching and breathing. And you're starting to harmonize everything. And I, I, you know, I didn't have a pre-thought about it. It wasn't like, oh, you know, the horses are going to do this or that. I just literally was being myself, doing my Qi practice, which was harmonizing my breathing with my movement. And that was also like kind of more deeply harmonizing me with nature. Yep. And I just wanted to observe. I was like, wow, the horses would like come over and just sniff my head. Mm. And, and, you know, at that time I didn't know anything about Liberty work. Okay. So everything that I knew before those moments of, of like very deeply moving into my own essence and then trusting the horse to show me their essence, 
everything before that moment, Glennis, was about, you know, you have to have a horse on a halter. Like, mm. if if you're in an arena with a horse, like, they'll come running at you or they'll try to jump on you, you know. So there was all of this conditioned fear. And when I started doing this practice and I started harmonizing my energy and seeing, oh, my God, when I'm in my essence, horse comes over and shows me their essence. And this is nothing that I was taught by my family or society. Mm-hmm. So it was really like this beautiful, almost like going back to that childhood innocence, you know, and that place of magic where you know a horse is not there to hurt you. You're in you're in your the innocence of your essence connecting with the essence of horse. That's why sometimes I think kids are actually safer around horses than adults, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not trying to control anything. They're just being their innocent selves and I have observed so many times over my career how gentle, like how these horses—it's like they know. They're like, "Oh, I got to adjust my energy here. This is a, this is a little one that could get hurt." Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's been fascinating. So it wasn't something I came to as a, you know, I really wasn't using any part of my intellectual mind whatsoever. I had no agenda. I had no expectations. Um, I just said, hey, you know, the horses are out here. I'm out here. I feel like practicing Qigong. Yep. And then that's, it, it just led to like this very natural new way of relationship um, that they really started educating me about. Okay. Okay. So this way of being, you know, you're talking about connecting and the essence of horses, but How's this going to shift our horses and us as guardians and riders? Okay, that's, mm, that's mm. an awesome question. So one of the things that I started to realize, like as humans, I never really got it. I was like, oh my God, most people are actually, even though they love horses, they could have been around horses their whole life, they actually carry a fear yeah. about horses. Yeah. And it was so, it was a astounding to me because I was like, oh my God, wait a second. And I was looking at all of this literally from this Qigong perspective, right? So it's like, I'm just watching and observing energies. I'm just watching and observing, you know, how the person moves, how the horse moves, like what's happening. And then energy is kind of interpreting to me, look at this. And it was fascinating because my own horse said to me one day, he's like, do you realize how many people are afraid of horses that interact with them? And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, look around. People are not connecting with the essence of horse. They're commanding horse. They're controlling horse. They're doing things at horse. And I also started to see that too, like when I would observe veterinarians around horses. And so when the animal communication piece kicked in and, you know, the first thing that I was coming to with horse was, hey, here's the essence of who I am. Who are you? You know, and what are you about? Not like I need you to do this or I have an agenda or we've got to get this done. And it, it, I don't know, it became such a natural thing for me that it didn't really sink in until my horse said that to me one day. And I was like, oh, my God, you're totally right. Most people in a fear state, right? How can your horse being a prey animal who's going to react to the energy of fear at a base level, like it doesn't matter what you say, matters what they feel. How many, you know, horses and humans 
are actually out of sync with each other. Mm. Even though, you know, you have people that can ride at levels of, you know, I've seen Olympic trials and I was like, wow, you know, horse and rider that can jump over these six foot fences or, you know, dressage or, or just the things that they do. It was so eye opening to me because I really didn't understand that as a foundation. And when he shared it with me, I was like, wow, it totally changed my perspective of what I had grown up with and what I was taught about horses yep. and how, you know, how I am with them. And then seeing, you know, when I was working with horses and riders, just seeing at a fundamental level where they were out of sync with the essence of each other and just shifting little things, like shifting their breath or shifting how tense they were in their arms. And like, if I said, breathe, I actually taught them how and where to do it from. Mm-hmm. Or if I said, hey, drop your shoulders and your elbows and your wrists, it became the human dropping into the actual essence and the softness of themselves. Yeah. And I started to watch just, it, it, you know, it's like it went from a ride to a magical ride, mm-hmm. right? Because you know mm-hmm. how sometimes with anything, with any sport, with any anything, like you can get in your zone. And when I started observing time after time after time, I was like, wow, it's sometimes less about the technicalities than yeah. it is about the breath and coming back into the essence. And it, it caught my eye because I was like, you know, what do most riders really like are constantly looking for. It's not just the performance, right? Mm-hmm. It's yes. that feeling of, oh my God, that was magic. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when my horse shared this with me and when I started doing the essence work of bringing the people back into their essence and connecting with the essence of horse, it became like a repeatable process, right? You know how most people like you hope you'll have a magical ride. You hope things will go well. Like you train for the magic, but I was like, Oh my God, what if I could teach people to ride in the magic? Like, like way more consistently just by these little shifts. The horse that showed me, I was like that not only can it change your ride, but what I started to learn in terms of what I was learning from essence of horse, Mm -hmm. it totally shifts the way we actually see horse, who they are as a being, as a conscious sentient being, not, you know, someone that we love and someone that we're connected with, but it's a conditional relationship. You know, if we have a bad ride, we're pissed off at our horse rather than like, whoa, what was our horse showing us about the essence of us that's trying to bring us more into alignment with the essence as a state of being, not just for horseback riding, Mm -hmm. right? But like, how can I bring you back to that magic? So that you can experience that, not just while you're with me, but everywhere in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available. And the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry... If you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. 
With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Thinking about from the horse's point of view, why is it important to horses, for humans, to connect with them on this level? Well, the best way, I mean, for them, it's really part of a much larger perspective of what the animal king here yep. actually trying to help us humans remember. From a horse's perspective, like, let's just switch it. Let's say you were the one in the barn, right? Yep. And your horse came and he's like, okay, whatever, we're ready to do this. And you're sort of like, uh, yeah, but my lower back's hurting a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really in the mood for this today, mm-hmm. you know? And you're just... Your horse comes in and he's like, oh, well, too bad. You know, here's your bit. Come on. We're going to bring you in. Hey, stop being so fussy. Yes. Hey, what are you doing? Yes. I, you know, I mean, I don't think we often put ourselves in their hook, you know? And I think what we tend to do as humans is we'll, uh, I guess the word would be like uh, normalize, mm-hmm. you know? Well, this breed does this and that breed does that and, or you know, we're, we're taking lessons, so we're listening more to the instructor than we are to what we're feeling in our body and what our horse is feeling in their body, right? Yep. So real thing that they just kind of want to bring us back to on such an interesting level mm-hmm. is the magic mm-hmm. and is the humaneness. You know, horses, just like humans, I mean... You know, it's interesting because humans are the only ones, right? Like, we'll try to category categorize the characteristics of breeds of dogs and breeds of horses. And it's like you have to come at every, you have to come to every single horse as their own individual being. Every single one of them is going to go through very different processes, just like us, right? So some of them experience traumas. Some of them experience heartbreaks, you know, some of them experience different things. And when we can come to our horse foundationally, regardless of what level you ride at, if you're a beginner or you're, you know, top level hunter jumper, dressage rider, three day eventer, if we can come to our horses from that place of essence of seeing who they actually are in every single moment, not just what our agendas are. It not only changes our relationship with them, it changes our relationship with fundamentally who we are. And they, you know, I mean, I always say to people, my God, horses, I can't believe are such a large animal that could truly hurt us. I mean, really, like really hurt us. I can't believe how much they're willing to give to us to help us be aspects of ourselves. Yep. And to help us reconnect with, you know, understand that fundamental deeper awareness of communion we have with all life. If we can ride and be in that space. Yes. I mean, competition doesn't have to be controlling or aggressive or anything. It's just you can the joy of being with your your horse and the, the joy of the two of you actually doing something together you know mm. so competition becomes about the synchronicity that you two have together 
you know, so while you're competing, it's more the magic, not the thinking. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking about the benefits of the, you know, of the competition rider. So if a horse goes out, horse rider combination, they're competitive. They want to know there's a benefit there. Yeah. So, Mm. so often I kind of see, and I was really shocked when I started, I was in New Jersey and I was probably like around, I don't know, 1999, 2000, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there. And I was uh, invited by a friend of mine to go out. She was, um, she sold herbs for horses. And so she invited me to go out to the Olympic trials. And I mean, for me, that was the first time I was ever in that world, you know, that high level of a world of riding. And number one, I was shocked at the size of the jumps. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) And I thought, how is it that a horse that would naturally probably not do anything like this, right. On their own. How are they so willing to trust a human to take them to that level? Mm-hmm. And then I started watching, you know, a lot of the riders went around and I found it interesting because there were a couple of riders that were so exquisitely in sync with their horses. It really looked like poetry in motion. And I would say a good 90% of the riders, I was like, oh my God, that just looks like the human and the horse are almost competing with each other to get through this event. Yeah. Yep. And so one of the biggest benefits that it can really, really have is that you start to realize, a dear friend of mine told me a while ago, anytime I would ask him something about my horse, he'd always say, listen, trust horse, trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And there are incredible riders out there that really do trust their horse, but can trust horse and not be communicating with them. And when your horse is trying to tell you something, you know, maybe their right shoulder is a little bit locked up or the way that they had their teeth done is really affecting all the bits sitting in their mouth, you know, or they just got themselves out of whack last night, right? When we can really hear them on that level and create that kind of um, reinstate their natural flow, then it makes everything with our ride flow better. Okay. So. You know, it, it, it's a way that it's not just the competition against each other or the competition for beating a certain time, but it's more to me when you get into this essence level and you get in sync with each other, then the competition really becomes about this exquisite essence of horse and rider together. And you will compete at a higher level. You will keep improving. Because, you know, when you get, like, if somebody's never ridden before, I mean, and, and now all of a sudden they're training and they want to get up to dressage levels, um, you know, even higher competition, you can go from, like, I don't know, 20% to, like, 80%. But you know that each level that you go higher, you're not going to make, you know, a 60% difference. You're going to make a 1%. Or two mm-hmm. percent difference. Yeah. And you're yeah. competing at such a high level. It's so interesting because we always think it's this outer thing that's going to change it. Mm. But from what I've seen over and over and over with this work, it's these small inner shifts. It's the shift in our awareness, the shift in our breath. It's almost like this shift in us dropping into the softness and connection of essence with horse that actually opens up that one or two or three percent so much easier than force. Okay. okay. And that's why it's so 
important for us to be connected with the essence of our horse. They're a being, mm. you know, they're a being that would have their own life and have their own interests and have their own relationships. And, you know, I, I think it's just really always important that we think about the fact of like, who is this being? I think that's the fairest thing that we can do as humans if we're going to work with them, you know, on an everyday basis in terms of a competitive way, because that's our agenda. Mm. That might not be their agenda. And I've seen it over and over and over. But, you know, when I've worked with clients and all of a sudden, like, the, the client was frustrated or pissed off at the horse. And as soon as the client really was able to drop in to understanding, like, the emotional space or the psychological mm. space or the spiritual space that this animal was in, everything shifted. It wasn't always because of a physical, you know, training piece. Sometimes it was just the horse saying, hey, I really need you to understand who I am. And once that happened, and once the rider softened their perspective, like my horse is being stubborn or being a jerk, it was like everything shifted in their work together and they started to fly. So that's why I always come back to essence because I, I know it's probably contradictory of most of what goes on in the competition world, right? Because you push harder, you train harder. But sometimes it's the stepping back and the softening that actually makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So if you're going to say one top tip, you know, what would be the top tip for connecting with the essence of your horse? So... I'll go back to actually what the horses taught me because yes, please. if you think about it, like horses connect with each other. Yeah. What's the first, the very, very first thing that horses will do when they meet or greet each other? Oh, it's going to be noses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So the first thing they they do is literally they share breath. Mm. So the gift that I want to share um, with your audience is the uh, um, it's a ten minute instructional little meditation that literally teaches you how to do balanced breathing, which is what I teach riders. And, you know, whether it's for riding, whether it's for the health of the horse, whether it's a deeper connection, the first thing that you can do is really spend a little bit of time just breathing and dropping into your own essence and letting your horse and you connect at that essence level. That's the best thing that you can do. It's almost too like the safest thing that we can do, right? Mm -hmm. Because when sometimes we come to the barn and we've got other things on our mind or we're stressed or we've got these things and literally we're up in our head, we're not in our bodies. And the most times that I've seen dangerous things happen between people and horses, the person's head was somewhere else and they weren't actually in their body. So they weren't connected with the essence of their horse. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that... I learned, obviously, later on as I went on with my relationship with different horses and the different horses were teaching me was they're not these big, stupid animals that are trying to hurt us. They're conscious, sentient beings who have exquisite awarenesses and personalities and, you know, want to connect. We become their herd. Yeah. You know, so it's very important that when we show up, whether it's practice, whether it's competition, whether it's, you know, times when we have to go into rehabilitation, right? The breath, breathing yeah. in through your belly, breathing out 
through your belly, you know, in and out through your nose, which is um, wheelchair with, and, and you can just download this and, you know, practice it with your horse. But coming to them first and foremost, greet who they are. Greet them at the essence level the same way a horse would greet another horse. Mm -hmm. Don't just come in with an agenda of like, okay, and here's my horse, and I got to put the halter on, and we got to get into the stall, and I got to pick your feet. Like, take five minutes and connect with the essence of your horse through your breath. Mm -hmm. That's the number one tip I would give any rider at any level. Yes. Now, Alicia, you mentioned a gift, and for Mm -hmm. listeners that are, you know, we haven't sort of talked about where to get it, Alicia will send it over and we'll put it on horsechats.com slash Alicia Evans 3 or just go to Horse Chats and search for Alicia with two L's and or search for Evans, which is probably a bit easier to spell. So um, go there and it's Alicia Evans 3 and we'll make sure that gift is at the bottom of her page. But Alicia, before we go, what's the final message horses want the humans to know about learning to connect at the essence level? So one of the things that I learned from horses about being connected to the essence level, not only does it wrap us into a state of connection and communion with all life, it really helps us remember our humaneness. Mm-hmm. You know, as humans, we're very conditioned um, to an intellectual world, an intellectual mindset. And while that can have us living our lives, you know, functioning in the way that we do, staying up in our intellect kind of, you know, when they say that humans um, only use about 10% of their brain. Sure. Yep. So when we're up in our intellect, I mean, think about it. If you, if you just cut yourself off at the head, there's your 10%. Okay. But where the real magic happens is in the 90% that's below the head in our bodies. And the horse has come to us really wanting us to personally be connected with our, within our own bodies. Because you mentioned something before that was so fascinating. You said, you know, like when we're little kids, right? We come to horses with this passion and this magic, and then mm. we can get into competition and we can just connect. So it's like, would you rather be riding from your intellect or would you rather be riding from the fullness and the instinctualness mm. of that original passion that you had for horses and that joy, you know, because when we stay up in our head and we're always trying to control things, if we're not connected with our body, the only thing our head can do is think. It can't feel. So our horses really are there to help us stay in our bodies, stay connected to our bodies, stay connected to the whole entire process of the joy and the magic of what it is to be with horse, whether we're walking them out whether we're riding in competition, whether we're practicing in the arena, they really want us to never forget the magic. So they ask us to please stay grounded and connected in our bodies to our own essence so that we're connected to them in essence. Because, I mean, does it really make any sense? If you've got a prey animal and you're totally disconnected, so the animal's like, oh my God, where are you? Where's your body? You know, is there a tiger lurking, right? Doesn't it make more sense for us to do this in a way that keeps us 
deeply connected with them, so we both enjoy it. Yeah. And we both get the most out of it by being in our essence. That's really what, why they want us to connect at that level with them. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, whether you're a little kid or whether you're like a highly seasoned Olympic level athlete, like it doesn't matter to them, right? It's like a horse doesn't sit there and go, oh, I'm only worth $10 or, oh, they thought I was worth $2 million. Like, they don't care about that. Mm. They don't care about the car you drive. They don't care about the house you live in or what cologne or, you know, like what your education is or how much money you have. They care about who you are as a being. They care about being able to connect with the essence of you. And therefore, what they're really asking us for is to stay connected with the essence of ourselves so, so we can connect with the essence of them and really enjoy the whole entirety of our relationship on a much deeper level. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wow. It certainly gives us lots to think about, you know, where every time we yeah. go and connect with our horse and, um, as I said, if people would like that gift that Alicia sent over, it'll be on horsechats.com and just search for Alicia or search for Evans and it'll be Alicia Evans 3. Um, that gift will be available for you. So thank you, Alicia, for that. Thanks for sending it over. Yeah. The reason why um, I encourage people really download and do the breathing is because most of the time in humans and something happens with our horse. As humans, what we do constantly is we try to push forward, push them through it. And from what I've found, there's only three reasons really why a horse will not do something. They're in pain, they're afraid, or they do not understand what you want. And as humans, we take things personally. So we will sit there and say, the horse is being stubborn, the horse is this. You know, a lot of the times there's things that I find that where animals are in pain that people didn't even recognize. Mm. So by doing breathing, instead of pushing forward, the best thing to do anytime you have an issue with your horse is literally stop, breathe. Do not put a flight animal into more stress. Because you as a human are projecting on them something that might not be true. So bring yourself back with this breathing and use it with your horse. Practice it there. Use it with your family. Use it with your colleagues. Use it in any situation that you're in. Because the basic connection that horse has is breath. Yeah. And when we can come back to that and we can relax, it makes things go smoother and easier. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of all about peace and harmony and our relationship with ourselves and our our horses and our world. Yeah, yeah. Alicia, thank you. You've given us lots of tips and and lessons to go away with and think about. And um, you know, your gift is great. Just to um, for people to pick up. That's a no charge for that. That's just a gift from Alicia. Now, Alicia, if people do want to contact you direct, those details will be at the bottom of your page on Horse Chats. But can you just tell them it's um if they go to your website, it's the Animal Healer, animalhealer.com, yep. but healer is H-E-E-L-E-R. Yep. Yep, So Perfect. if they're having any kind of, you know, I work a lot with horses with behavioral issues yep. to get to the root of it through the animal communication. Mm-hmm. I'm also able to shift energies like 
you know, at a distance is, is one of my specialties and one of my expertise. Okay. So if you're ever having issues with your horse and, you, you know, you really just want to get to the root of it, then just contact me and I can help you wherever you are in the world and okay. help your horse. Thank you. And look, Alicia, yeah, thank you for chatting to us and look forward to chatting to you again. Thank you so much, Glenna. Thank you for all that you share with okay. everyone. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses, or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 